0: Crossfield, field, good looking shot, Snyder, he shoots and scores for the game winner, Will Snyder, Terps 8, Blue Jays 7. What is up, what is up, welcome to another midweek episode of The Crease Die, presented by Barstool Sports, your one stop shot for that stick talk for Lax Rats, by Lax Rats. We are now entering the final week of the regular season in college across, and we are coming off of a huge huge weekend that had hopkins versus maryland rivalry we had the acc tournament we had the patriot league tournament so we've got a ton to get after right now i'm jordy from barstool and with me as always breaking down everything we've got Robbio o on the mic rob it was a wild chaotic weekend in college across, as they all are how are we feeling after this past one? Feeling well, man.
1: Um, you said it. We we got a lot of shit to talk about. Uh, ACC tournament wrapped up. Patriot League tournament wrapped up. I mean, we just had the oldest rivalry of lacrosse come about. So, like you said, we're entering. This is the last week uh, before Selection Sunday. So we got we got a ton to talk about. Super pumped. Uh, what it's 9 30 on a Monday night, so we're we're fresh off the weekend. Your uh, your your Philly 76ers are down at half right now, uh, by 11 to the Celtics. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, hey, listen, that's what had like I blame the Heat for that one for you know sucking so much that the Sixers took care of them in five, and you know, now they've been off for like a week, so they just got some rust to shake off. But hey, that's that's the price you got to pay to be great, I guess. But yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, I mean, some the the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, it's starting to shape up like this is where we see, you know, th- those teams finally start to come together. We're seeing a we can see a bracket in our head. We can see where these teams match up. Uh, and, and right now, you know, there are a lot of teams who are pretty much in and there are a lot of teams who are going to need things to really go their way over these next uh, seven or so days before. I, I guess there's only what about six days now before Selection Sunday. Uh, so, I mean, some teams are going to need some help. Uh, But let's talk about the teams who definitely did themselves some justice this weekend. We're going to start off with the biggest game of them all because it's the oldest rivalry in the game. It is the rivalry part 116, the 116th meeting between the Maryland Terps and the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays. This was at Homewood Field on Saturday afternoon. You couldn't ask for it. Well, I mean, I guess it started to drizzle a little bit during the game. But for the most part, you couldn't ask for a better day for that game. Um, now, obviously, you know, everybody knows at this point, the Terps come out with a triple overtime win the first time that this game has ever gone to three OTs. Uh, personally, though, my my personal take on this game is it was sloppy lacrosse yeah. for you know, four plus quarters. Mm-hmm. It was not like a phenomenal game. You know, I I know that you know it was exciting to see it end in three overtimes like that. But this is not exactly a game that I would kind of want to bottle up and like ship off to like an alien life form and be like, hey, like this is the way lacrosse is supposed to be played. So it was sloppy. But I mean, listen, it's a rivalry, so a lot of bad bloods going. And you know, I think adrenaline kind of takes over there. But uh, you know, Robbie, o, what do you got on the Terps? Winning their fourth game in a row now against Hopkins. I mean, that, that's a huge win.
1: I mean, anytime you can go into Homewood Field, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are, uh, what you're ranked, if you can go into Homewood Field, play against Hopkins in front of that huge crowd, and yeah, it was an in state rivalry. Um, so, I mean, they showed this, uh, the fans, I think it was like 10,000 strong sold out. Uh, it was pretty much split in a sea of red and a sea of, uh, that Hopkins blue, uh, sold out. And, you know, you forget that these are 18, 19 year old kids. And, uh, it, it kind of showed, uh, going back to the sloppy play. I mean, it was like two, two with three minutes left to go until halftime, uh, pretty shitty first half, um. The ball was on the ground for a ton of it, but yeah, definitely not the prettiest game, most lavish game, but it uh, it did not disappoint with the ending though, and it'll be a uh, it was kind of a little bit of a cock tease. I got a little bit of uh, lax blue balls for the for this Big Ten tournament coming up.
0: Because you're going to see, you might see that
1: matchup again.
0: Oh, yeah. I I feel, well, I mean, I I guess we'll talk about it a little later because there's another team in the, uh, you know, in the Big Ten who is coming in. Extra hot right now, uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a you know a game that you know this rivalry has been going on for so long, but it's you know it's only been a few years at this point now where it's a it's a not only is it a rivalry game you know because it's Hopkins versus Maryland, but it's also a rivalry game because these are two Big Ten teams. So with the with the win on Saturday, Maryland they lock up that one seed in the Big Ten tournament, which makes uh you know which makes Hopkins here the second seed. And, uh, you know, I I think, you know, right now, Hopkins, they're looking at this uh, semifinal game in the Big Ten. They're going up against Ohio State. Now, if you told me that matchup, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I'm thinking, oh, well, I mean, that's cupcake for the Blue Jays. Uh, but Ohio State been on a tear lately. They've got uh, three big wins in a row. So, I mean, definitely, you know, Will Snyder just, uh, you know, you can't take Rutgers lightly. And, um, you know, I, they, they only got a one-goal win over Rutgers, you know, just uh, about a week ago or two weeks ago at this point. But I, I think that Will Snyder definitely uh, kind of gave Maryland a nice little – Uh, You know they're they're gonna they're gonna appreciate you know having to go up against Rutgers instead of Ohio State because right now Ohio State's not a team I would want to play. Well, no, no, no. This is a resurgent Ohio State team. Kind
1: of found a second wind. Uh, I'm not gonna pump my tires too much, but this has been a team I've been on since day one. Despite their hideous, hideous uh, STX. uh, I was gonna say STX Stallions, but. uh, Real quick, side note, how about STX stepping it up? I know we talked about it uh, last week with the rival helmet. They, they, they've been looking sexy.
0: Yeah, they, uh, they're, they're definitely a huge step up from the stallion. And listen, if you're a guy, you know, if you're someone like myself or Robbie O or who are huge subscribers to the motto of look good, feel good, play good, Um, You know, having these teams wearing the rival instead of the stallion is definitely going to make that. I mean, they look better, so they're going to play better. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just that's just a fact. But yeah, so huge win. Will Snyder gets the triple overtime dagger for the Terps as they take down Hopkins at Homewood. And now, uh, before before we we move away from that game, let's uh, let's stay on that game
1: and just talk to something that's a little bit closer to us. Uh, last guest on the crease dive, Connor Kelly, pick number two overall in uh, the MLL draft, the Major League Lacrosse draft. He gets held to goose eggs, zero and zero. Uh, I, I know he was battling an injury, kind of coming into that game. Uh, he was sidelined for a little bit of it. Didn't really look too much like himself. Um, obviously, he was still out there as a presence, getting the number one poll and just drawing a super early slide, but he definitely did not look 100%.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Hopkins kind of Hopkins was getting real physical with them, um, you know, and I think that that's probably going to be something that we see teams do from here on out. I mean, I think that Hopkins kind of just put that scout out for everybody to, you know, be extra physical with Connor Kelly, um, you know, and listen, I. This kid has proven uh, so far this year that he is an elite player. Obviously, he's the second overall draft in the MLL. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think that you're going to hold him to zero points uh, in any games from here on out. But I do think that, you know, the best way to make sure that he doesn't put up, you know, six, seven, eight against you, um, is is you just gotta kind of bully him around a little bit. But I mean, listen, he's a he's a smart kid. He's a Connecticut boy. He's got a little brain on him, so he's uh, you know he's gonna be able to figure that out. And you know, as as soon as you zig, he's gonna zag. So you want to get physical with him? Fine. I mean, I'm sure that he's gonna figure that out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hey, speaking of Connor Kelly, though, that continues the trend of college lacrosse guests on the crease dive, winning their game on the weekend after uh, coming on to uh, the podcast. So, uh, you know, shout out to Connor Kelly. And uh, listen, man, whoever comes on the podcast for... Um, You're getting it done. Whoever comes on for Memorial Day weekend, that is going to be a, uh, you know... that's be the be national
1: championship winner. You're going to win.
0: That that slot is going to be in high demand. But Just, who- just make sure you give uh, the boys uh, rings when you get it done. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to earn every single diamond in those ranks. But moving on from the rivalry part 116, let's talk about the ACC tournament and the, you know, use this word before, but the resurgence of not only Notre Dame's offense in general. But the resurgence in Ryder Garnsey and, uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want oh. to give away too much right now, but just keep the name Ryder Garnsey in the back of your head. Uh, you know, we, we, we might have something planned uh, for a little bit later, but Notre <laughs> Dame, they come into this ACC tournament, you know, and, and they have a couple games, you know, they er, earlier in the regular season. I mean, they get held to two goals against Duke in the regular season. Two goals. Robbio this was your man down of the week for like a few weeks in a row or these Midwest offenses. <laughs> yeah. and, and Notre Dame just kept proving your point. I mean, so they get held two goals to, to Duke. They only put up six against Syracuse. They only put up seven against Marquette. So, I mean, their offense has been struggling, struggling, struggling. All of a sudden, they come into this ACC tournament Friday night against Duke, the number one seed. They put up 14 against the Blue Devils. And then they follow that up. They win the the ACC championship by putting up 17 on Virginia. That is 31 goals in one weekend for Notre Dame. Ryder Garnsey had eight of them. Uh, So obviously, you know, there are three games in this ACC tournament to talk about. The Notre Dame-Duke game, the Syracuse-Virginia game, and then the Notre Dame-Virginia game. So you can uh, talk about whichever ones you want. But I mean, right now... The biggest story, in my opinion, in the nation right now is this Notre Dame team has remembered how to play offense, yeah. and that should be a terrifying thing for the rest of the country.
1: No, it, it's it's spooky. They're figuring out how to shoot again uh, at, at the most uh, – Most important part of the season, uh, the meat of the schedule is going into. uh, I I was about to say going into yeah conference finals. You know that was the biggest dark horse. I I mean, obviously Virginia. It's been a while since they've really been there. Haven't really seen UNC uh, be out of the ACC tournament in some time. Obviously they won the national championship in 2016. Some people forget, but I mean this is a Notre Dame team. Like you said, the um, Ryder Garnsey who. Dude, he hasn't been playing all 60 minutes and this is a kid that you and I since episode 1 have been preaching on because you and I are both lefty attackmen and we kind of live uh kind of live our relaxed playing styles with the look good, feel good, play good. You know, you you got to have the tilt the kid's got the flow. He's basically the stereotypical steez hound, dude. Like he, 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 that kid could care less about the fundamentals. And I'm not. We're not promoting. We love riding and we love ground balls. This kid's actually nasty at ground balls as a hockey player. But I mean, he, he's not the best rider in the book. Um, no pun intended on the name there. But. Um, <laughs> I mean, dude, this kid could take a fucking hit. He'll get up to seven and seven. He'll increase his angle and he'll take a hit. This kid's a winner. Uh, He he wants to be out there. Uh, When when Notre Dame needs a goal, he'll do it. And, uh, you know, we're obviously an offensive heavy podcast. But, I mean, reoccurring uh, crease dive uh, guest, All-American John Sexton, and that Fighting Irish defense just... Holding their opponents to ten goals, um, you know, if you're going to do that, you're going to win games. So this team's in a good spot. Uh, I want, yeah, I want you want you to talk about uh, you're just Notre Dame right now, uh, and then then we can just talk about the rest of the ACC because this was a shock to a lot of us.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is something that I said on Twitter, you know, as as I was watching that beatdown of Virginia is just, you know, we've known for, you know, this whole season that Notre Dame has, you know, takeaway assassins defensively. I mean, that that defense is going to give, you know, the best offensive teams in the nation fits, you know, all over the place. So we've known that, you know, and the thing that has kind of been letting this team down from, you know, being, you know, one of those, you know, those top echelon, you know, top Three, four, five team in the country is is that offense, and you know, like we mentioned, the fact that you know guys like Garnsey, guys like Casville, guys like Gleason, uh, you know Mikey Wynn, the fact that they're now just pumping goals in the back of the net, um, you know and, and you know I think that right now I mean as, as far as last weekend goes, they were the most complete team that we saw over the weekend. Uh, you know, and, and real quick, as as we're talking about Ryder, and, you know, I don't want to talk too much because, like I said, we do have something lined up for uh, maybe later on this week, a little hint, hint there. Uh, but, dude, something that has to hurt extra hard for Virginia in that ACC final game uh, is over the summer. You know, we've mentioned this before that Ryder Garnsey had put out that he was looking to transfer. The school he was going to go to was going to be Virginia. Uh, And then, you know, all that paperwork kind of falls through and, you know, the transfer doesn't go through. Ryder's back at Notre Dame and then here he is just shit pumping the Cavs in the ACC final. So, uh, you know, I don't really think that that's necessarily a game that Virginia nest, like thought that they would be in at the beginning of the year. But the fact that they got there and then got, uh, you know, worked by a guy who, who they would have loved to have on their roster this year definitely has to hurt. But speaking of Virginia, I mean, they get that win over Syracuse in the ACC semifinal game. And now you look at Syracuse and... I, mm they mm. they're not mm. they're not, not going good to be not, in not, the NCAA. Not, it, no <laughs> i i just don't see a way where they end up in the NCAA tournament after that i mean listen i mean they had a huge year in conference they were 4-0 in conference uh but out of conference they were just bad and and their only out of conference wins were you know binghamton uh hobart uh, <laughs> i i know it. that they had another one in that, there that wasn't that's it <laughs> Yeah, so I, I mean, I think Syracuse. That's kind of just the you. You can kind of stick a fork in them after losing that semifinal game to Virginia, which you know, kind of looking at the ACC. I mean, Rabyo, what teams in the ACC do you see getting into this tournament now?
1: Uh, I I don't think Syracuse is going to get in. Um, just kind of like you said, they they're out of conference um, schedule. They they had to clean up those games because ACC is such a cutthroat uh, conference. Uh, I. You, you obviously gotta have Duke in there um and then I think I think you I mean obviously Notre, and then Notre Dame's going I mean you can't not have Duke so I think it'll be Notre Dame and it'll be Duke right yeah I, I think uh, I, I don't I don't I, I can't see Syracuse getting in I, they're, no, they're seven I, and 6 I
0: definitely don't see Syracuse getting in I mean I've I've seen some people trying to make some uh you know trying to make some uh you know arguments for Virginia getting in there I just don't think that the ACC is a, a three team conference. Yeah, right now. I, I saw I saw an argument about possibly Virginia
1: getting in there, like jumping Bucknell, maybe in that little argument for the the second. Uh, well, because it would be the maybe the third ACC team, and then um, there is the potential that we could be seeing a, a two team out of the Patriot with with Bucknell, but obviously the committee is somewhat has or has somewhat of an ACC bias, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess the ACC, I mean, they, they've they just been so dominant for so long that I think, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe that, uh, you know, the committee definitely gives them a little bit of bias there. Um, but yeah, I think right now you and I are both thinking that this is a, a two-team conference with, uh, you know, obviously Duke, you, you, they go down to Notre Dame in that ACC final or semifinal um, wasn't really their greatest, I mean, I listen, I, you can't really blame them. I mean, Ryder Garnsey popped off in that game. I think he had five goals in that game. Casaville had a bunch as well. So they just went up against uh, a Notre Dame team that caught fire. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've definitely put in the work this year to get themselves in there. Um, you know, and you, you talked about this earlier. I mean, you talked about the, the Patriot league tournament, uh, now, Bucknell—they didn't even get a chance to play no. in the Patriot League tournament. But even if they did get a chance to play in that, I still think that Loyola would have Damn. run away with that conference because the Loyola Greyhounds are a buzz saw yeah. right now. I mean, we have them. Uh, you know, we'll talk about the rankings a little bit later, but we have them as our uh, our three team in the nation right now listen they're on a one two three four five six game winning streak right now a six game winning streak and their closest win at this time is by four goals that that that's been they haven't had to sweat since you know they haven't had to sweat in at least a month
1: yeah one month yeah march
0: 31st so, I mean, they, they're just they're crushing teams right now, um, you know, and shout out to Lehigh. I mean, that, that was a, a big time win for them and, and definitely a win that, uh, you know, I, again, I, I don't think that, you know, they're definitely not going to be an NCAA tournament team. So their season's kind of over there. Uh, but a huge uh, win for them getting that overtime win over Navy, uh, Lucas Spence. Delco boy uh from the hometown plays on my summer team. Not a big deal. Huge overtime win for that uh you know that 10-9 win over the midshipmen, kind of fucked up against the troops. But uh yeah, I mean big shakeups in the Patriot League. But I think as we've known this whole year, it was always gonna be Loyola coming out on top. But they're uh they're leaps and bounds on top right now. Yeah, they they they're the real deal.
1: Uh you got Stover, uh son of the kicker. A little Ravens guy, a little Maryland native. Jacob Stover has been playing on his absolute head. Um, yeah, this team is – they they're very, very dominant. And one thing I kind of noticed throughout this tournament is these guys are – I think you got to go down their roster. I was looking at it. Average height and weight, dude, they're like 6'3", like 200 pounders. they some big boys. By the way, Patrick Spencer is not a small body.
0: No. He he, not yeah, small at all. He, Like, and and that's, you know, another thing that makes him, you know, I, I feel like we talk about this a lot is like, I don't understand how anybody can go into a game against Loyola and have a game plan on how to defend this kid because. You know he's he's one of the most gifted feeders in the nation. Uh, so like you can't just let him have his hands free and shit like that, or else he's just gonna pick you apart. And I, I think you know, kind of Lehigh, kind of uh, you know they, they they yeah they they had to learn that the hard way. But if if you if you let him just have his hands free, he's he's gonna find those open guys. He's gonna find those open skips. But then if you get into him, it's not like you can bully him around because he's a big boy. So he can take you to the cage. If he takes you to the cage, are you gonna slide to him? Because if you slide, then he's hitting the guy who just got slid from, and it's in the back of the net. Or he'll just dodge the slide because again, he's a big butt. So I think you know Patrick Spencer. I, I, it's tough, man, because there are so many great attackmen in the country right now. But as far as guys who really have every aspect of the game down, I mean, dude. He's consistent. He's he's the most consistent. Yeah. Um,
1: I think he's the definition of a matchup nightmare. This is the guy that defensive coordinators lose sleep over for that, for all of the reasons above that you just stated. So he's at 86 points right now, 31 goals, 55 assists. Uh, I can definitely see him
0: uh, hitting 100. What do you got? Over under? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, this kid can definitely get, uh, you know, uh, I'm not that great at math, but yeah, I mean, if he gets like you know five points a game uh, in, in this tournament coming up here, I mean, because I definitely see them go into Memorial Day at this point. You know, they're like, I kind of mentioned this with Notre Dame as far as being a well-rounded team. Uh, You know, Loyola is right up there with them. So, I mean, if, if they get a few more games in here and they make it to Memorial Day, Pat Spencer just has to, you know, do his like, casual five points in a game casual. Uh, then yeah i mean yeah, super cash uh one hundo p for patrick spencer i could definitely see it and uh kid is an absolute stud um but yeah i mean so right now you know talking about the patriots so loyola is definitely in and now you have to think about you know what other teams in the pay like do you give navy the nod do you give bucknell the mm. nod
1: I I think you're gonna have to give it to Bucknell, and and I was one of those the biggest advocates for uh, for this Navy team. Um, You know, they looked like an absolute team on a mission. Jack Ray and the rest of the midshipmen have been. Dude, they had that nice win in the Carrier Dome, but I don't know. It doesn't really carry too much now because if you look at Syracuse, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, That's uh, I don't I don't see Navy Navy getting in if they. If Navy made it – because I, I couldn't see you, – you even said it. You said it a couple minutes ago. Loyola wasn't losing the, the Patriot League tournament. We knew that coming into this season. They were they were the huge favorite, and, and they've proved it all, all year long. Um, they, I mean, they lost to Duke, and this is Duke's arguably another one of the best teams in the country. Maybe if Navy made it uh, to Loyola in the Patriot League championship and lost in an OT or something like that, you can argue them – But I don't think you do. Patriot League is primarily nine out of 10 times will be a one uh, team bid in the tournament. But this year, I think you can make an argument for two. Uh, And and the second one being Bucknell. What What do you think there?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just tough because, you know, there was a while, uh, you know, there was a nice little stretch there where we were talking about the Patriot being, you know, possibly a a three team conference. I mean, they, you know, they had teams that were just, uh, on fire, you know, a bunch of teams catching fire at the same time. Uh, you know, but I think, you know, Loyola kind of just lapped everybody in that aspect. Uh, Bucknell has also dropped a few games where you just like, you, If you're a team like Bucknell, if you're a program like Bucknell who isn't exactly proven, uh, you know, those are kind of games that you really need to put away in order for the committee to have enough confidence to give you the nod over a team like a Virginia or something like that. Um, So, you know, I I think that they get two in there. I think that the Patriot has been, you know, just a fucking – a gauntlet all year. And I think that the committee has to respect that. Uh, So I do think that they should get two teams in and yeah, I'm I'm with you right there. I think that, you know, you kind of have to give it to Bucknell over Navy, uh, you know, just because of what they've done, you know, in in the regular season, despite, you know, a few hiccups along the way. Uh, But yeah, so, I mean, those were the biggest games, of the weekend the rivalry the ACC tournament the, the Patriot League tournament um, you know obviously some other big scores are around the, around the country uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit more here as we break down our uh, the Crease dives top 10 teams in the nation and we will start off with Ohio State uh, so Ohio State they are now the three seed. In the Big Ten tournament, after a ten to seven win over Rutgers, Ohio State has been on fire lately. Um, but we've already talked about Big Ten enough, so let's talk about right right now uh, our number nine team. So coming in at number nine, dropping just uh, you know a little bit, we've got the Cornell Big Red and Cornell. They suffer a. Uh, a Big loss to Princeton. This is uh, this is one that I called in my preview blog. Not a big deal, Uh, but Michael Sowers versus Jeff Teet, and it's the Princeton Tigers coming away fourteen to eight over Cornell. Uh, But you know, I I definitely think that Cornell is still the better team. Uh, They've had a great season so far, so they're definitely top ten. But uh, they are uh, listen, man. I mean, the Ivy League tournament coming up here is going to be uh, you know another gauntlet. With uh, you know, should, should
1: we talk about this right now? uh let's save it for the let's save it for uh our our mid-season episode getting ready for the weekend so so it's going to be a hold on that make sure uh you guys will tune into that later in the week new episodes drop every single friday and real quick if you're already not following our socials make sure you're doing so it's at the crease dive on instagram and twitter uh, you know, we're hitting you with, you know, the, the best posts around the lacrosse community. And then, uh, every, uh, uh, every game day weekend, we're hitting you with uh live tweet gifts and all that good stuff. So make sure you're keeping up with us. But, uh, yeah, the only thing that I'm probably gonna touch on in that game is if I'm Bucknell, uh, I don't, I don't want, uh, Cornell beating Yale because that means, uh, you're going to have two teams from the Ivy and it does not help your chances. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So Ohio state at 10, Cornell at nine, Notre Dame, after winning the ACC championship, coming on hot here at the end of the season. They crack our top 10. They are the number eight team in the country, according to the Crease Dive. your one-stop shop <laughs> for that stick talk. Four lax rats, by lax rats. Coming in at seven, uh, I mean, tough loss for them. Triple overtime, not much you can really do about it. They had plenty of chances to win, uh, in, You know, especially in the previous two overtime. So the Johns Hopkins, Blue Jays, they're number seven in the nation, staying at number six. We've got the Albany Great Danes. Uh, you know, Albany was able to take care of Hartford, beat them up by, you know, 16 to six. Uh, so, I mean, they're they're gearing up now for a, an America East tournament uh, where, you know, they're really going to have to put on a show here in order to save a, uh, a home tournament game. So Albany at six at number five obviously they, they suffered a hiccup here to Notre Dame in the ACC semifinal, but they've still been one of the best teams in the nation all season long. So at number five, we've got the Duke blue devils. They're definitely going to be a tournament team. And I still think that they're a team that, you know, has one of the better chances of making it to Memorial day weekend, just for the fact that Justin Gutterding is going to lead that senior class to MDW for the first time. Uh, at number four, we've got the Denver Pios coming in. They've got a, uh, they, they came off a 7-4 win against Marquette. Listen, here's something that uh I, I don't know if I've put this takeout on the crease dive yet or not. I know that I've had it in my blogs. Watch out for Denver losing the Big East tournament. I, I don't nice. I don't hate that. This, this is something, and this isn't just because I think that they're on upset alert. This is something that I think that Tierney does on purpose. Tier, he's a mastermind. He's a puppeteer. He understands the way that the committee works. He understands what teams are going to be, in, and he throws a wrench into everything by losing the Big East tournament. And you know, so I, you know, you, you look at you know what that uh, you know what that conference is is going to look like. So what that tournament will look like. I mean, it's probably going to be Marquette winning that Big East tournament, and then Marquette gets in with the uh, you know with the uh, you know or it could even be Villanova or Georgetown. Yeah. But you know, one of those teams, one of those teams probably aren't a, a tournament team if they don't win their conference. But, but all <laughs> of a sudden all of a sudden they win the conference. Denver gets in at an at-large and that takes away a spot from another bubble team, you know, like a Bucknell or like a Virginia. So this is something just be on the lookout for that because I'm I'm gonna call my shot here. Uh Denver right now they are our uh you know our Fourth, our fourth team in the nation but i could definitely see them losing the big east on purpose just to yeah. kind of fuck around with the yeah, committee there my, uh, uh, my, my brain my brain man. is busted uh <laughs> tierney rigs the the tournament dude I'm, wow. I'm telling you this is a take that i've had for a while and i i I'm sure you've just unleashed it and it wasn't easy either. You dropped the absolute hammer on it. Yeah. It's definitely a take that I've dropped before. I just don't know if it's been in podcast form, but this is something that I've dug my heels on. So I guess I have to die on this Hill and uh, we'll see how it all shakes up next weekend. Uh, And then number three, our three team in the nation after winning the Patriot league championship. It is that buzzsaw that we talked about. It is Pat Spencer and the Loyola Greyhounds coming in at number 2. We've got them. They they won the rivalry for the fourth straight time in a row, a triple OT dagger delivered by Will Snyder. We've got the Maryland Terps at number 2 and our number 1 team in the nation. Hey man, I they they haven't slipped up and you know we're we're getting close to uh you know we're getting close to finals weeks here obviously the boys have a lot more homework to get done this time of the year but they're still playing strong they come out with a 16 to 8 win over Harvard last week as they start gearing up for the Ivy League tournament this weekend it is the Yale Bulldogs at number 1 and Dude, huge, huge for, I mean, th- this Ivy League conference. We talked about this at the very beginning of the season, uh, you know, and and how this, you know, how this Ivy League, uh, you know, was going to be, again, like a, another word that we used before, but a gauntlet between all these elite level attackmen in there. Uh, and it's proven to be that way. I mean, they've got two teams in our top 10 and Yale leading the way at number one in the nation. Yeah, so that that is our top 10. And, dude, we, we
1: are going to have a hell of a weekend ahead of us and we will be covering that more later on this week and talking about that more on friday but that was our weekend recap that was the crease dives top 10 poll let us know what you think Whew. and we will uh we will see you guys on friday jordy you want
0: to close us out here yeah, we will see you on Friday. And in the meantime, just like Ryder Garnsey, low to high to the day we die, we out. I don't know. 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 Cause I'm stepping on my toes, but I don't stop. I may flip side on my flaws. Mine's like dripping on my socks with the grip so I don't pop. Plus, I am your-